Thank you for tuning in to the Emerge Church Tallahassee podcast. We exist to help people follow Jesus so they can live out God's plans for their lives. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the message from Sunday. Good morning, everybody. Everybody's doing all right? I just feel like everybody needs to take a deep breath right now. Now exhale. Whatever happens at noon today, it's going to be okay. Okay? It's going to be okay. You say, well, that's easy for you to say, Pastor. Your team's not in it. Well, we'll see if yours gets in. And what a rainy weekend. Come on. I'm I'm proud of you guys. Came to church in the rain. (laughs) Can you imagine if you're watching online today? (laughs) We love you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Come on, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. It was nice. It was good. Ate too much as usual. I talked to this one guy this morning, asked him if he ate too much. He said no. And I think he was lying. <laughs> we'll see you at the altar. Now we're in this Christmas season. Come on, how many of y'all love the Christmas season? Man, we decided to go Black Friday shopping. What got into us? I didn't buy a single thing. Had a little, I had some Mexican food though. Y'all are like, he don't know what he wants to preach today. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Just debating what else I want to say before I preach. Um, I do want to echo Cynthia as she announced the, the Giving Hope Christmas offering. That's officially started and I would love for our church to be a blessing to so many this Christmas season. Uh, One of the things we get the honor to do every year as a church is um, have a Christmas party for our care point in the Dominican Republic. There's about 80 to 100 kids that go every day and are fed and are taught the gospel every single day. And uh, at Christmas time, we send them some extra love so that they can have a Christmas party. And it's not just for them, it's for their families as well and gives them just a really unique opportunity to celebrate Christmas. And so part of that Giving Hope offering will go towards that. But there's some families here locally that need some help. And I think you and I would be uh, so blessed if we could be a blessing to those families, y'all. I, I, I want to encourage you as, you as you step into this gift-giving season or whatever you call it, um, let's go into it with the idea of how can we be a blessing not just what, what gifts I got to get, but let's just think, how can I be a blessing to somebody? And so I would love for you to, to give to our Giving Hope offering and help us to bless some families in need. There's some local organizations that we're going to bless as well. And so if you give us a lot, we're going to give away a lot. Amen. But if you give a little, we're only able to give a little. So look at your neighbor and say, let's give a lot. Just look at him and tell him, let's give a lot. Look at your other neighbor and say, I think you ought to give more than what you thought. I love y'all, man. Let's go ahead and preach before I say stuff. You can go to EmergeChurch.com to give. You can go to the hub back there in the back and give as well. Or you could text an amount to 84321. Let's jump into the message today. Are y'all ready? Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. I do want to share some some Christmas thoughts. But there's some stuff in the Christmas story that is life-changing that perhaps we overlook. Matthew... Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, 
through 24, it says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, watch this, she was found to be pregnant. Somebody say, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. She was found to be pregnant, watch this, through the Holy Spirit. Boy, if you wanted to go deep, let's go deep, am I right? Through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You could tell that was the days before social media. Am I right? Because now, like, you got to change profile pics. You got to, like, do all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home at his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we can come here today to worship come here today to see our church family, come here today to hear a word from you. I pray over the next few moments, Father, that that we won't allow the familiarity of the Christmas story to keep us from hearing what you want to tell us through this story. And I just pray, Father, that this message would go beyond just our mind and would go straight to our heart. Let it challenge us, let it change us. Father, I ask you to help me today to share this message with your people. Bless it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, I'm going to start out with this. Any planning people in the house today, like you just love planning. Come on, I want to see your hand. Don't, don't be shy. This ain't a worship service. This is like preaching now. Any planners in it? Or, or, or let's ask it like this. How many of you are sitting next to the person? See, that's how them hands went up real quick, real fast. I'm talking about like to make plans for anything. They make plans to make plans. What are you doing on Thursday afternoon? Oh, I'm planning to make plans for the family. I can't. I can't. I can't make any plans with you because I'm making plans to make a plan. All the plans. And uh, I love to have a good plan, man. I do. Because it makes things go smooth. Am I right? Some of y'all like, "Mm, sometimes. I know. I like everybody to be on the same page. Can I get an amen? Let's go. You know, like we got the family calendar. We got this family wall. It's like an app. Boy, that thing, it just buzzes all day long. I want to throw my phone and just, oh, man, all the time. Just stuff gets added and stuff happens. It's like, leave me alone. Any of y'all ever feel that way sometimes? Yes. Just me? Okay. All right. Y'all pray for me. Um, some of the most intense planning that I have ever seen in my entire life is planning for a wedding. Yeah, man. I mean, when you, when once... Once a young lady gets engaged, she enters into not just a new season of her life. It's a new level. 
Am I right? And, and we forget new level, new devil, but that devil is in that new level. I promise you, man. It is next level kind of planet. And I remember uh, when, when we were planning our wedding, our wedding, man, Cynthia had this huge binder. It was a big binder. Not that little inch and a half binder that you're using for, for your biology class. I'm talking about this thing was like four or five inches thick, you know, with the big rings that all never stay aligned. They never stay aligned. Never. Got to put the electric tape on it to keep you from cutting your hand, okay? And so uh, I remember she had this huge binder with all kinds of stuff in it. There were pictures. This was before Pinterest. Some of y'all don't even know what life is like without Pinterest. There were these things called like catalogs. Y'all remember like Sears catalog, J.C. Penny. Please stay open. Please. The only hope we have to keep the malls alive. Hey, I think malls started to go downhill when they took the fountains out of them. I do. You take the fountain out, it's over. Now it's just a store. Just something about a fountain by a food court. Come on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Love the mall, man. I did, man. I loved the mall growing up. We had hit it on Friday nights. We had a big pizza place in the mall called Mama Bravas in Baton Rouge. We would walk. I'm talking walk the mall. I mean, it was fantastic. They didn't have closed stores in the mall back then. Everything was open. It was awesome. Anyway, back to the planning, the wedding thing. There were so many things in this binder, and we always had to go to the mall. We always had to go to the store to see what all we needed to get for the wedding, and it was like the most intense planning all of the time. We had to have these meetings together. We had to have meetings with other members of the family. We had to go meet the photographer. Come on, how many of y'all are feeling all of this? You got to go have all these meetings, and it just like takes over your life. We're not even married yet, and this is all we're doing all the time. And, and, and it was intense, man, because you're trying to budget this thing because some people just ain't rolling and, you know, they're not swiping the card. They're having to pay for it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever had to pay for their own wedding before? Come on, Jesus. And so you're just trying to stretch a dollar, man, and anybody that wants to bring a meal is like, all right, let me taste that first. I don't want to offend you, but I just got to make sure it's good because we got good food standards in our family. Um. I don't know what it was, what Cynthia was up to. I'll be honest, I was just doing a whole lot of what she said. I was, man. Uh, but I can remember when things wouldn't go as planned. And um, the stress. Some of y'all right now are getting triggered just by me saying that. You're twitching. <laughs> just the pressure of trying to figure that out. I remember one of the things that, that Cynthia wanted at the wedding were these love doves, man. And you know how hard it is to find love doves? I mean, it's at the beginning of dove season. And some of you guys who hunt, you know what I'm talking about, man. And so it was like, where are we going to get a dove, man? It's just so much. I want you to know that the, the Christmas story is a story of a bride who was planning a wedding and everything got interrupted. See what I'm saying? Sometimes we read these stories, we know them so well, we don't, we don't look into it and, and feel where it's at. This was a bride who was engaged, planning a wedding, and in the middle of planning a wedding, oh, now the angel shows up. Am I right? Where were you at a few months ago? When he got down on one knee. And what were you praying, Joseph? 
Couldn't you have heard from the Lord before you did all this? They are in the middle of planning a wedding, and all of those wedding plans, guess what, were interrupted. This is your Christmas story right here. And some of y'all just feel a little sense of relief. It's like, good Lord, I mean, if Jesus started out with interrupted plans, I'm feeling a little bit better about my life. And you should. I mean, think of all of the planning for the food. You, you've got to line people up. The music. You, you can't just put on a Spotify playlist. You've got to plan it out because it's got to be good music. You want a good experience at your wedding, am I right? can't just play any old song like who's playing that no gotta have some planning man gotta have some good music you got your guest list and boy that's a lot of fun am I right planning the guest list no they are not coming well this is an open invitation wedding well I don't know how we got to keep them from coming but they are not coming I don't know how to do that I guess we got to have a conversation All of this stuff, Mary and Joseph are in the middle of planning, and in the middle of it, Mary is found to be pregnant. Prego. So today, I'm going to preach a message entitled, Unexpected Expectancy. Yeah, yeah, Unexpected Expectancy. Uh, As I read through this passage of Scripture, I made some observations into the details of what's happening. And I'm looking at this story from the perspective of Joseph and Mary. Uh, They're a young couple planning a life. They're planning a future together. And you know, whenever you begin to plan that, there's a lot of expectancy moving forward because you're pretty excited about this is us. We're about to live happily ever after. Am I right, all the married people? Like, that's what happens. We're adults now. We can do what we want. We can stay up late. Nobody can tell us what to do because we're married now, right? Yeah, I feel a little sarcasm in your answer there. No. Um, and so there's a lot of excitement moving forward, and, 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 you, and you can't wait to see what life's going to bring you. You can't wait to see what it's going to be like, what kind of home you're going to live in, and, and, and kids, and cars, and dogs, and cats, and birds, and whatever animals that you like to have around your house, and, and boats, and big screen TVs. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got all the excitement about all of this that is coming up. And then here's the first observation is that Mary is found to be pregnant. And can I just tell you that was unexpected? That, my friends, was not a part of the plan. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) What you said? (laughs) How? You're what? It was unexpected. And so now Joseph is, he's supposed to marry her. It, it went from going to marry her to now supposed to. Like, like now I don't know. And he's making some plans already for divorce. Their, their, their engagement looks a little bit different than ours. It's a little more official than ours is. Uh, it, it's like a, a pre-marriage stage. And, and so now Joseph's like, uh-uh. Can't do this. I got a good name in this town. We got good people. Uh-uh. No, I don't know what you've been doing, Mary, but this is not how this is going to work. I ain't going to tell nobody, but we're just going to make it go away. This brother was thinking annulment before he even got married. Like, just make it go away. And can I tell you, that was unexpected. Because no one went into this thinking, oh, I got an idea. Let's just go ahead and do divorce. Am I right? Like, no one goes into marriage thinking, I got a great idea. Let's get about seven years in and wreck this thing. 
and divorce. Am I right? And it's just unexpected. And then watch this. Then the angel says, by the way, yeah, your wife's pregnant. Stay with her. And you're going to name the baby Jesus. Now, you know girls already have names for their kids. It is a rule that when you enter the sixth grade, that in the back of your, your notebooks, or maybe now you put them in your phone notes. I don't know. But you start listing names of all your kids. There's Aiden. There's Jaden. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. There's Hayden. And then there's Sage. I mean, we just start going through all of these different names. And you're writing it. And you're thinking about who you might marry one day. And just trying to find the rhythm of those names. And make sure there's a good first name, middle name. And like, oh, no, that's not going to work. And if, if the husband even suggests a name, it's like, no. It's kind of the opposite with us. Cynthia had an idea for Baylor. And I was like, they're going to call my kid a piece of form equipment. Hey, Baylor. And I was like, I don't know. I'm serious. That was a serious conversation. And she looked at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm just telling you, man. Like, like, I need you to see the invasion of what is happening in this story. Because you're about to tell this girl, you're going to name your kid this. In our culture, in your life, think of that. If somebody comes up to you, somebody, when we were, one of the kids said, you're going to name your kid, I forget what the name was, and I'm like, who are you? And no, we're not. This is what's going on in this story. You're going to name the baby Jesus. That wasn't expected. This is all sprung on them in the middle of all the wedding plans. And then Joseph had to take Mary home as his wife. And it's almost like, look, I don't know what's going on. We probably just need to go to Vegas and, and do this wedding thing and go home and live happily ever after. Are y'all feeling it in this story? Some of y'all are like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this was the Christmas story. Yeah. It's like just as soon as they were stepping into the grand plans that they had made for themselves. The unexpected happened. It's like they're, they're about to step into what they believe was like the greatest moments of their life. This is it. This is us living happily ever after. This is going to be great. They're stepping into it. They're, they're basically going to Bethlehem to get registered, a.k.a. get a marriage license. And in the middle of this whole journey, all of this stuff begins to happen. Are you kidding me? Like, Lord, couldn't you have told us this a few months ago? Couldn't you have told me this like when I was at youth camp when I was a kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, why now? Why in the middle of everything we have planned out, you want to come and drop the unexpected in my life? We're trying to get better at life, Lord. Like, we're trying to plan things, man. Like, we want to be good stewards of the life that you gave us. And so we want to plan and be responsible and use our time wisely. The Lord's like, that's good, that's good. I'm just going to drop this on you. And you'll figure it out. Anybody ever felt that way before? Got it all going. Some of us, we're in the middle of stuff right now. It's like, where did that come from? Some of you are like, I never saw myself working in this job never did. I like the money, but I just don't know. I don't know if I like it or not. It's kind of where I'm at right now. I did not know that my kid was going to do that. I had no clue, but here we are. I love him too much, but if I didn't, I'm telling you, I got ideas. That was unexpected. How many times has the unexpected happened 
in your life just as you were stepping into what you thought were some really, really good plans. And so I almost called this message, uh, I didn't see that coming. Because I think it would apply, am I right? Didn't see that coming. And uh, we've all been there. And, and, and watch how we would say, oh, if I had known then what I know now, I would have planned differently. Right? But you didn't know. And that's why it's called unexpected. And think of this. Why would God allow someone who was so responsible to take the time to operate in the discipline and vision to forthright form a path of discipline, direction, and organization with a desirable outcome to be interrupted. These were godly people doing it God's way, y'all. That's what they were. They were godly people doing it God's way. No cohabitation before marriage. Mary's saving herself for marriage. They're following the law. They're going from Joseph's home. They're going to Joseph's hometown to register for the census. They are doing it right. They're living righteous. And their plan is when we get back, we're going to get married. We're going to have a beautiful ceremony. We're going to live happily ever after. And with all their great planning, all of their righteous living, they did not plan for this divine interruption. They did not plan for this divine interruption. I want you to, to take, take note of that, those two words. It was a divine interruption. To them, this was definitely unexpected. And when those kinds of things happen, like I want you to just think through the practical side of it. Oh, I guess now we need to call the caterer and see if we can get our deposit back. Come on, anybody tracking with me? Like, like can, you, can you feel the weight of, oh, let's, we got to call the photographer. We got to get with the venue. And I just prayed that we can get our deposit back because now we got to buy diapers. And that wasn't part of the plan. That, that wasn't what we saw. This, this isn't the stage that we thought we were going to be in in this season of our lives. We didn't know that this unexpected thing was going to happen and it was going to put us in a position to have to plan in a whole new way. I didn't know we were going to have to plan like this financially. I didn't know we were going to have to plan and make arrangements with the kids in all these different areas and all these different arenas. I didn't know. This wasn't a part of the plan. But there were some things that happened unexpectedly. And most of the time when the unexpected happens, let's just be honest, it creates a sense of disappointment. It disappoints us whenever the good plans that we had for everything that we wanted to do gets interrupted. Like imagine if you had a birthday party planned outside yesterday. That wasn't going to work. And you can tell them, hey, hey, little guys, all you little fellas, you ever played mud football before? Their mama ain't letting them come. They're not going to that party because you get sick out there. I'm being very facetious right now. Let your kids play in the rain. Many of us have experienced some unexpected things in our lives. And it's left us disappointed. It's left us discouraged. Come on, I'm not, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to touch that bruise, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and some of us are still saying this. Man, if that wouldn't have happened... Man, it, we would have it made right now. 
right? Man, if that didn't happen, I would just be so much happier. If that, man, if I didn't have to go through that, I would be so much further along in my career. If, 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 my, if, if my daughter didn't have to go through that, she would be in a much better place right now. If, if my dad hadn't had that sickness, he would be in a much better place. We could go on and on with all of these situations that happen unexpectedly. And sometimes we look at these unexpected things as, as these interruptions in our lives, and we look at them all the time as something that's trying to stop us from something good that we thought could happen. But I just want to throw a curveball at you today when you look at this story story, even though it interrupted some really, really good plans? What if there was something in the middle of the interruption that actually set up something even better than what was already planned that was not on the radar because God already had something in store? We just didn't see that because our dream and our planning was so based off of a reaction to everything that we deal with in our life, everything we deal with day to day. We just want things to go away, feel better, run smoothly. And at the same time, try to teach a next generation that you don't just get it handed to you. You're going to have to work and earn it. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we almost create a little challenge for ourselves with this. And so we got these, these unexpected things that show up. And it's like, why now? I'll give you an example. And this, this might hit home. You ever like just finally started to get some things on track financially? Like, okay okay, we're kind of taking some steps forward. I see some daylight at the end of the tunnel. Let's go, let's go, we're doing this. And then the car starts acting up. Never acted like that before. On vacation, man. You know what I'm saying? Just on vacation. Oh, it's nothing, probably some bad gas. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the car. Check engine light comes on. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on, how many of y'all feeling that one? I know, mine's on. I know. Yeah, I live it. And then you bring it to the shop, and they drop a number on you, and you're like, what? Or you, wait, say that again? And then the guy's like, yeah, and I don't even want to work on it. That was unexpected. Right? I know, these, these are the things that begin to hit us. And so as I looked at this story, considering, man, this is Mary and Joseph trying to take the step into their life, and then the unexpected happens, and it looks like this could be so, such a challenge, but it ultimately turned into such a blessing. But at the time, it was just like, what? Are you kidding me? And I've lived long enough to look back at some challenges and some unexpected things, and I'm able to look back and now and say, I didn't expect that, I didn't plan that, and I really didn't like it, but I can look back now and watch this. I can appreciate it because it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. And I don't like how some of those deliveries are made, but I do like the results of them. Am I right? And so when I look at this story, I started to think, what is the unexpected? What is the lessons that can be learned from the unexpected? Because I promise you, you're going to have some. And for those of you who are so like, so into detail with all the plans of the planning of the planning, can I just tell you, the unexpected is going to happen. And say, Pastor, don't prophesy doom. I am not prophesying doom. I'm just telling you how the Lord works. Come on, he did it to some righteous people and dropped a baby in her belly. And that wasn't a part of the plan. So let's talk about some things the unexpected teach us. The first thing is this. 
God isn't obligated to make your plans come to pass. And that's a hard reality because I like things my way. Amen? Come on, how many of you like it, you like it your way? And you're thinking of the Burger King song right now, I know. I like it my way. I like to do things my way. I like to go to the restaurants I like to eat. I like to go to the places I like to go. And you, you start having kids, and now you got to have conversations about all that. It makes life harder. But I've learned that God isn't obligated to make our plans come to pass. And that's hard because sometimes we'll make our plans and we would just go into stealth mode, like just like, Lord, you got to make it happen. I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. I'm waiting on you, Lord. And the Lord's like, look, all that waiting stuff, let me just tell you, you're going to be waiting a long time because I'm not going along with that. <laughs> well, I don't understand, Lord. I'm being a good steward. And the Lord's like, I appreciate you being a good steward. I just want you to kind of get a picture that it's bigger than you. And I don't share that to come at you. I share that because I've had to live through that. Where the Lord just shows up and it's like, are you serious? That was not how I wanted to do it. And he's like, I know. Good thing we don't do it your way all the time because the whole world would be messed up. Good point. But I had to learn he's not obligated to make my plans come to pass. What Joseph and Mary had planned didn't come to pass. And that's a tough reality for us because so many times when we make our plans, we begin to pray it. We begin to write scripture down, find scripture to, to like to, to, to structure this thing, to hold it up. And like it's like, oh, because I prayed it and because I got scripture on it, I got a word on it. Got a word from the Lord on it. As we're going into 2024, many people are going to begin to consider what they're going to pray. And we always start out the year with a time of prayer and fasting. And one of the things we're praying for is, Lord, give me my word for the year. And I've heard people say, the Lord gave me a word. Well, what is it? And they tell me what it is. And it's like, you sure the Lord gave you that word? Or did you come up with it and just want the Lord to get behind it? Seriously. Like, Blessed. That's a great word, but did the Lord give you that word, or is that what you're aiming for? Now, if you, the Lord gives you a word, bless, you'd be like, Lord, give me a word, bless. What are you going to do with that, Pastor? Well, let's see what the Lord does with it, okay? I've prayed for God to make my plans succeed, and there have been times where they have not. And good plans. There have been things that Cynthia and I planned that we put our heart and soul into, and it didn't work the way we wanted to. In fact, can I be transparent? The plan, a lot of the plans we had for church didn't come out the way we planned it. And for some of you, that makes you nervous. It's like, y'all really need to be better planners. You really need to meet my Lord. <laughs> because if you ever open the door to let him in, you have to understand the Lord doesn't come in as a consultant. Like, and I, I got to preach this because there, there is this movement of planning, and I'm not trying to pick on you. I need you to hear this. That gives us a sense of control. And the Lord doesn't want you to be in a place of control. He wants you to be in a place of surrender. And that's hard for us. And can I tell you, some of the stress that we're dealing with is because we won't let the Lord write in our calendar. The unexpected always teaches us the lesson of God's sovereignty. 
This is what it teaches us. And it teaches us that trusting his ways are higher than our ways. That's what it is. It's, it's this idea that if we're going to plan something, I'm not going to use a pen. I'm going to use a pencil and make sure I got a good eraser. Are y'all following this today? I feel the tension in the room. Some of y'all are like, Pastor, don't mess with my planning. I'm not. I'm just telling you the story about Mary and Joseph, and it didn't go the way they planned it, and you're taking it as I'm coming at you about your planning. Maybe the Lord wants to bring a divine interruption to your life. Amen? Some of you may not know this. Cynthia was engaged to a guy before me and was making plans to marry him. And I thank God she didn't, man. Seriously. The guy was in Bible college. And she decided this isn't the one for me. And I just assumed the Lord had someone better in store. Am I right? (laughs) I mean, let's go, bro. Not going to miss your blessing, baby. (laughs) I'm glad the Lord didn't let that come to pass. Divine interruption. Mm Mm-mm. No. Man, I was moving to Dallas to go to Bible school. Christ for the Nations. All right, audition for the worship team. That was the plan. Divine interruption. Divine interruption. If I'd gone, I'd missed her. Divine interruption. Number two. Just because it was unexpected doesn't mean it isn't God's plan. That's a big one. I wonder how many disappointments you've had that were actually just divine interruptions in your life. I do. Or or, or can I call it this? And this might be a little aggressive for you, but just hang tight. Maybe it was a disruption. Where your attention was so fixed on doing it that way that the Lord had to bring a disruption in your life to get you off of your thing, that thing, so that you can see his thing. And I'm, I'm sharing this today because I do believe that there is a lot of stress that people are dealing with in their lives. And it's because of this. I do. And, and, and if we're not careful, we're going to pass this on to our children and put them in the places to follow some of these same steps and not have an awareness of God's involvement in our lives as well as our plans. Because we want them to succeed. We want them to have a straight line plan with no struggles, no detours, nothing. When all of us in here, it's like, I could tell you about some detours. I could tell you about some struggles. It's almost like we feel good about them. But it's like the next generation, we don't want them to ever experience it. But we don't realize that some of the best stuff that God's put in your life came through your struggle. It came through the unexpected things. Like you didn't see that coming, but it brought something out in you that you didn't even know was there. I'm not giving the Lord an endorsement to wreck our lives. I'm just saying be aware that sometimes when your life gets wrecked, it might just be the Lord that's working in your life to bring you to a place where you're more dependent on him than you've ever been. And isn't it frustrating that it takes something crazy and unexpected to get us in the place that we knew we had to be in anyway? Like what is wrong with us? Like seriously, look at your neighbor and say, what is wrong with you? Some of you are like, thank you, thank you, thank you, pastor. This is a good church. 
This is a great church. Finally asked that woman what was wrong with her. Finally asked that man what was wrong with him. Am I right? Like, what is wrong with us that, that, that we will be so, like, driven and determined thinking that nothing's going to stand in our way when all of us have had things that stood in our way? There are so many people in this room, you're at a stage in your life right now with what you're doing and how you're doing it and the people you're doing it with, you're saying this, boy, I didn't see this. I did not realize this is where I would be right now. Am I right? I didn't realize that I would be stuck in this position. I didn't realize I'd be as blessed as I am. Some of you are like, I didn't realize that this was going to be my family. I didn't realize it was going to do that. I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to live in Tallahassee. You kidding me? Divine interruption, man. All this from the Christmas story. Some of y'all are like, I don't know what Christmas story them people listening to with all them carols and all that stuff, but they need to come up in here and hear this Christmas story. You know what I'm saying? Because this sounds a lot more like my house. Am I right? Come on. I mean, we got the winter wonderland. We got lights up. But I'm about to light somebody up too. Yeah. Here's what's crazy though. Usually whenever the unexpected happens, we want to rebuke the devil. It's just the devil coming against me. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Whoo. <laughs> Better check the weapons. Because maybe it ain't the devil's weapons. Maybe it's the Lord. Maybe it's not the devil. Maybe it's just a divine interruption. So the Christmas story starts with a divine interruption in the plans of man by the plans of God. That's where it started. And I just thought, can God interrupt your plans? I know, I know after hearing all that, you're like, of course. Of course he could, Pastor Wade. I mean, if you just wanted to tell me what the Lord wanted me to do with my life, I'd hear it. I'd hear you out. Oh, I know that. But what if the Lord just dropped something in that disrupted your life to try to give you a detour. All because he was trying to protect you from something down the road that you just didn't have enough foresight to see. But his love for you is so much greater than that that he would give you the detour. And I get the sense that as I'm sharing this today, there's a lot of inventory going on in the room just going through decisions that we made going through things that happened to us thinking through some of the unexpected and just trying to reconcile it a little bit trying to process through how did I get to where I'm at at the same time if it's a place that you didn't want to be trying to figure out why in the world would the Lord let you wind up in the place that you're in right now and I share this message today with hope Not just to tell you, hey, the Lord wants to come and interrupt your life. Because then it would just be unexpected. 
But the title of the message today isn't just the unexpected. It's unexpected expectancy. See, it wasn't just divine interruption. It was literally a divine intervention that was taking place. Because even though it felt like they lost some things because the plans are changing, the Lord was putting some things in their life that wasn't just going to change their life, but change the lives of so many people because of it. See, she was found to be pregnant. She was expecting. She wasn't expecting that, but now she's expecting because through the unexpected, the Lord put something in there. And I just got to wonder today that in the unexpected things that you have been through and that you're going through today, if the Lord is just dropping something in you that you've been needing for a long time and it feels like loss. But at the same time, the word says, if we want to gain our lives, we must be willing to what? Lose our lives. And what if the Lord is just delivering something to you in the middle of a season where it looks like it's defeat, where it looks like it's discouragement, where it looks like it's over? What if the Lord is just saying, hey, I'm putting something in you that you wouldn't have gotten anywhere else in that great season when it was all going great? I couldn't put it there. But now, but now, now, can he interrupt your family plans? Can he interrupt your weekly calendar? Can he interrupt your career plan? Uh, I remember a couple years ago, Elijah was asking Cynthia, so mom, what made you ever want to have like a career in like insurance? She said, I didn't. It's just a really good job that paid good. And I liked the people there. And so I was able to work there for a long time. plan was to be a speech pathologist that was the plan and the Lord interrupted her life and gave her me I was going to be a contractor Lord interrupted my life and gave me her and then in the middle of it said go into ministry that's a divine interruption by the way and a pay cut can he interrupt your financial plan some of you are like, it's all interrupted right now, Pastor Wade. All interrupted. I know. Can he interrupt your travel plans? Can he interrupt your activity plans? Can he interrupt the plans that you've already made for your kids? because you don't want them to struggle. I don't say none of this acting like it ain't never happened to us because it's been happening and it keeps happening. We want what we have planned, but we need what God has planned. That's what we need need what he has planned and ultimately when I look at this story this is what I see man we need it Jesus and God's plan was to bring his son into the world through an interruption 
That's why it looks like they were winging it all the way through the story. They had nowhere to go give birth to a kid. They were just winging it, man. They were just re- reacting to the unexpected. And look how the Lord worked it all out. So when your plans are unexpectedly interrupted, you can expect that God is going to bring about his plans. Look at your neighbor and say, it's probably going to look different. It's probably going to look different. It's probably going to look different. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God's got a plan for your life. I love what the Lord's doing in this place right now. He can be trusted. Can I tell you that? He can be trusted. I've wrestled with this stuff, y'all. Can I be honest with you? I've wrestled with this stuff in so many areas. I've had conversations with the Lord. I've tried to encourage him. Like, Lord, you can do this. I believe in you. You're strong. You're smart. You're capable. I'm proud of you, Lord. But I couldn't affirm him enough to do it my way. I just got to trust him enough to do it his. And today, I feel like we're at that intersection right now. That intersection. And I ask you this question. Do you trust him? Do you trust him with the... I can't figure it out. I just got to let the Lord lead me. Can you trust him with, I don't know what to do, but the Lord will show me? See, I got a feeling that there's some people in here, the Lord's been trying to redirect you. Redirect you. And you've been resistant of it because that wasn't the plan. That wasn't what we talked about several years ago. And in a way, you almost are angry at me that I'm even sharing this today because it's like you were were escaping from the, I'll just say the word, the conviction of what you knew the Lord wanted you to do. And today, my encouragement to you is simple. Let the Lord be the Lord of your plans. In fact, as you make your plans, just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have planned for me? And you say, I've done that, and he didn't tell me exactly what. And I've learned the Lord doesn't always tell you exactly, but he will point you in a direction. And that direction is probably going to interfere with a lot of the plans that you got going. But if you trust him, he'll take you somewhere. And what's interesting is that in this room, people watching online, there's some people right now that in the midst of their plans, they're lost. Planned a good life, but they find themselves lost because they don't even know who they're supposed to be. They find themselves lost in their bad decisions. Find themselves lost in guilt and shame and are trying to make it go away by planning better, more fun exciting, memorable things. 
but the only thing that's going to wash that away is the blood of Jesus. See, the plan of God, the plan of God was to come and bring forgiveness, not just to say, I'm sorry, but to erase the sins so that you could be redeemed and stand before the Lord as righteous. That was God's plan for you. God's plan wasn't for you to carry that guilt and shame over something that happened 10 years ago that that one person keeps bringing up over and over. God's plan was for you to be free. God's plan was for you to be able to look forward with hope, knowing that God's not finished with you. Amen. God's plan was for you to be able to stand up in a church and not feel guilty because you got a few things in your past, but to stand before the Lord with your hands raised saying, thank you, Lord, that even though it's in the past, I'm in a new place right now. I'm not who I used to be. I'm a brand new person in Christ Jesus. So I can throw my hands up and worship you because I'm not who I used to be because you interrupted some plans of a young man and a young lady to come and bring something to mankind that we were planning ourselves around and away from, but you invaded. You, you interrupted the plans so that my life today could be changed. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I interrupt this broadcast right now to bring you a message that Jesus gave his life to save you, to forgive your sins. And all you got to do is put your faith and trust in him that he died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead to give you new life in him. And if you will believe, he will save you and give you a new beginning today. And there's people in this room. It's time to start over. It's time to start a new life in Christ. Don't start religiously planning things. Start surrendering to his plan. It's time to surrender to the Lord's plan. And he will take you where you never, ever thought you can go. He'll take you from guilt to joy. <laughs> take you from shame to praise. I want us to pray this prayer because if you're that person today, this prayer is for you. I want you to pray it with us. All this church family is going to join you. If you're home watching online, pray it out loud. You say, somebody's in the room. It's okay. They should pray it too. But I want us to pray this prayer together. Say, dear Lord, thank you that plans were interrupted so that your plan could be carried out. And that plan was to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross to lay down your life and pay the price for all of my sins so that I could be forgiven and renewed. I put my faith in you today. I believe that what you did on the cross was for me. I believe that when you rose from the dead, it guarantees me new life. So I receive it today. I surrender my life to you. And I make this decision now. I'm going to live my life your way. I'm all yours. May your plans for my life come to pass in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer today, perhaps you know that was your moment. That was the day. The day is the day you've come into Jesus to surrender your life to him. I want to meet you in a minute. As soon as we dismiss the service, I'm going straight to the hub. I want to shake your hand. I want to meet you. This is the beginning. 
There's steps to keep going. We'll help you take those steps. But that decision, most important decision you ever made in your life. You came to church today and you said, well, I wasn't planning on doing that. I'm glad the Lord intervened. If you're out there today and you say, I feel like my plans are being interrupted, Pastor Wade. I feel like there's some interruption going on in my life. It may be the Lord. I just want you to stand to your feet right now. You've had some unexpected. Maybe it's a diagnosis you didn't expect. Maybe it's something going on with the family. I didn't expect that. Maybe you just heard some news about a friend. I wasn't expecting that. Some unexpected is going on in your life. Some unexpected is happening. If you're sitting near them, just, if you don't mind, just gently put a hand on their shoulder. Come on, just stand with our brothers and sisters right now. Just gently put a hand on their shoulder. Jesus, I know that sometimes the way you do things doesn't match our preference. And in so many ways, I can also say thank you for not doing it that way. But in your infinite wisdom, Lord, and in your masterful planning, I pray for every person that's standing today with some unexpected going on in their lives. And Father, I just pray that at the same time the unexpected has happened, I pray you drop expectancy in their hearts and in their lives. That there is hope that even though it's not going the way I thought it would, God's still working in the way that it's going. And I pray ultimately, Lord, that it will lead them to exactly what you're trying to accomplish and where you're trying to take them. And so, Holy Spirit, today, lead the way. Guide them through every step, just like you did Mary and Joseph. You brought them to the right places, connected them with the right people, the right people at the right time, recognized them, the right people came to their aid, the right people brought gifts for provision. Thank you, Jesus, that you were so faithful. And just like you were faithful then, I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful now. I ask you today, in the middle of the interruption, God, just like you sent an angel to Joseph, to bring comfort. I pray you speak a word to them today that brings them comfort and lets them know this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing it. A change of plans. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Why don't you all stand to your feet this morning? Change of plans. I wasn't expecting that. Come on, I wasn't expecting that. Sometimes when we have those interruptions, it's always centered around things that negatively affect our plans. But I've also seen the Lord affect our plans with blessings that we didn't expect. Where the Lord just out of nowhere just does something that you needed him to do that you didn't even know how to pray for. And he just did it. And you're like, I wasn't expecting that. He divinely interrupted your thought to bring something to pass. Aren't you glad the Lord is doing some divine interruptions in our lives? Amen. Amen.
We're so glad that you joined us for this message. If you would like to give to help us continue to reach more people, you can go to our website, merchchurch.com, and click on Give. We hope to see you at church this Sunday.